Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 129 of the Restoring Report podcast. We're super excited for you guys, for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we're going to be actually doing the first video review ever that me and Landon have done together. And Landon is back on the show today. He's got a lot going on. He's actually doing a speaking event uh, for young people tonight, as well as he's got several ultrasound, ultrasounds in the past couple of days they've had to do for their baby and just a lot going on in his life. So keep him in your prayers. But he is back on the show today. We're glad to have him back for our 129th episode. And we're going to be reviewing a video um, by Jason Evert. Is I think how you say his name? Evert, maybe. Um, and this guy is, I've reviewed him twice before. And uh, it, the first time, yeah, Jason Evert, and the first time I reviewed him, it, I'd never seen him before. He was on, on an interview with Pints with Aquinas, who I was very familiar with, the work of Matt Fred, of, mm-hmm. who I'm sure many of you guys have know. We've brought him up on the show before. He wrote a book uh, called The Porn Myth, and he's done a lot of work with Covenant Eyes, and he has a Strive 21 um, porn detox program for young men. So uh, really big, huge fan of Matt Fred here, but we'd never heard of Jason Evert, and a listener just this past week messaged me. Uh, recommending that I look at some of his stuff and review, react to it live on the show. So that's what we're doing now. Um, and I'm so excited to get um, Landon's take on it as well. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right in. Uh, this video that we're going to be reviewing is one of his videos on the age at which you should marry. So that's right up the alley of the show. And again, guys, before we, we start, I just want to add a clarifier. I had a listener message me last week a little bit concerned because... Uh, her story was not what we talk about on the show is not how she's experienced uh, life, particularly in the marriage and uh, childbearing front. And she said that she really could not relate to our show and she had a lot of complaints about it. So what I want to preface this show with is that we are not going to be able to please everybody and we're not going to be able to address everybody and give everybody what they need to hear. If you do not get what you need to hear from this show, just turn it off. I actually don't recommend you follow us. You know, We are here to provide guidance for people who are going through uh, what I went through 
as a young man. And, and that's why I made the show is I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you advice that I wish I would have had at my age. If that's not you, don't listen. Um, so I, cause I wouldn't want to harm you in any way. And that's not the purpose of this show. And that being said, I know it is impossible to please everybody. So I'm, and I'm not just going to not say anything because it's impossible to please everybody. So I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to give my two cents. Landon's going to do the same. And if you don't get anything out of it, that's fine. You do not have to listen. So that's just the way I wanted to preface this show. And again, we're going to be talking about what age you should marry and reacting to Jason Everett's advice on that. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. A couple things to think about studies show that couples who get married whose ages add up to at least 50 have higher rates of marital stability, meaning he's 26 and she's 24, he's 25 and she's 25. When both ages add up to 50 or more, typically they have a lower divorce rate than those who get married at a younger age. Now, why? Well, I mean, I don't know about your grandparents, but my grandparents got married when they're like 18, 17 years old. I mean, Joseph and Mary got married when they're like 18 years old, 15, 16 years old. Well, why would that lead to divorce? Well, couple things. One, culturally today, people tend up to mature and grow up later in life than they used I'm gonna to. I'm going to pause him here. <clears throat> so right off the bat, he's taking the uh, stance towards young marriage that I find most people in today's culture do. And a couple things I want to point out. He, he, he gave a statistic. He started off his show with a statistic here. Um, how many of you have heard just obviously by show of virtual hands, I can't see you, but how many of you have heard that 50% of marriages end in divorce? Uh, that's probably quite a few of you. Um, and believe it or not, statistics can be misunderstood. And did you know that that is actually not true? Did you know that 50% of marriages in a divorce is not true? It's commonly said, it's thrown around all the time, but that was a projection by a statistic. I can't even remember what study it was. It was probably like, um, not Pearson. Um, oh man, I can't remember their name. All, all, there's a bunch of these big study companies that do, that do, uh, surveys and samplings and they pull a bunch of people and who are willing to participate in a survey or study and anyway it was one of those and it was a projection of what the divorce rate would be in the future if trends continued when the study was done so that was never an actual measurement of the divorce rate in this country much less the divorce rate of actually christian married believers um so that would again i would not i would not my point is Statistics that are thrown around a lot, you can't just adopt. It's true. You have to actually check them for yourself. So on this show, we always include the statistics we give in the show notes. You can access the sources that we have and where we get the sources that we have uh, through the links in the show notes. Um, and he also said here that, um, you know, if you add, if your age add together to over 50, you had a higher chance of succeeding. And, you know, I'm not going to combat the statistics because I haven't seen them. I don't know if they're true or not. But what I would say is that's not how young marriage has to be. You have the choice to enter a marriage and say, basically, we're not going to leave this uh, no matter what. That's your decision. And so, Landon, I'd be curious to get your thoughts now. But that's that's just what I would leave you guys with. Yeah, I mean, with that statistic, it's like I don't think that's a very good statistic to cite, mostly because if you think about it, if your ages aren't adding up to over 50, your marriage is going to last longer, and anything that's mm -hmm. going to last longer has more time to fail. True. Um, so, so like, yeah, obviously, if me and, you know – a woman get married and we have 10 years until we, you know, die or retire or whatever. And we aren't building a life. So obviously it's going to be a little yeah. easier to stay married when you do that. Um, but yeah. is that really the goal? You know, is, is the goal really to just make it the easiest that we can make it, you know, yeah. is that what we're looking for? And I think that that's, uh, what we have to ask ourselves when we think about the statistic is, 
are we getting married so that it's easy and we can say, look, yeah. I, I got married and I didn't get a divorce? Or are we saying, are we gonna go out and search for things that are hard but make it worthwhile? And uh, I think it has, you know, to me, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more rewarding to do something that's tough. So right. I would rather, you know, be married for a long time because I got married young rather than, uh, you know, get married when I'm old and say, hey, look, right. I stayed married. Hi, guys. This is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot. He also mentioned the maturity argument, which is commonly brought up, um, you know, during when people are addressing the young marriage discussion, people will say, well, most people aren't ready for that. And to that, I would say, okay, uh, maybe they're not. Most people aren't ready for that. Uh, some of them are. So you need to be careful saying, you know, across the board, marriage at a young age is not a good thing. A couple of things that I would bring to your attention on that front, guys, I'm going to read you a little bit of an article here. It says, many years ago, there was once a young boy named David Farragut who served in the U.S. Navy aboard the frigate Essex under the captainship of David Porter. Unlike the other crewmen, young Farragut had the privilege of calling Porter not only his captain, but his father. Porter had befriended and adopted young Farragut at a young age, and they served together alongside one another in the War of 1812. Their ship captured so many British vessels that young Farragut, the, the, young, the young fella, uh, was put in charge of a prize ship at only 12 years old and given the title of prize master, the officer responsible for captain ship for, cap, for captured ships before he had even entered his teen years. And I, I read you that story just to point out that young people are capable of extremely good things. Often the reason that they don't have the maturity today that they had uh, or perhaps have had in the past or even some of them had in the past is that they are not given responsibility and 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 entrusted with that responsibility, but also they're not given responsibility and shown how to bear it. No, they're not given responsibility and shown how to bear it. You can't expect anyone to grow if you don't give them opportunity to. Um, Exactly. That's one of those things where it's like the, the story of you put these fleas in a jar and they jump and they keep hitting the lid and then you take the lid off and they only jump to where the lid was. It's like if you constantly keep, yeah. Mostly young men and young women nowadays um, in a box to where they can't grow and become responsible. Then how are we supposed to then say, well, you're not you're not responsible enough. You haven't grown up. You know, so true. Who, who can we blame other than ourselves if that's what we're doing to the young people? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like the parable of the talents, he was entrusted with much more of his expected of him. Right. It's the same principle there. If you only give your child the responsibility of making their bed. Of course, they're not going to be mature enough when they're 18 to get married. I'm talking to individuals who have done the work when they're young so that when they are still young, they can enter marriage and be mature enough to do so. And again, another thing I'd throw in there, the maturity argument doesn't hold a lot of water for me because uh, you're never really fully mature enough to do something. And I know Landon could probably back me up on this too. I mean, he's Landon's having a son. And uh, at what point do you just you decide in your parenting journey hey i'm ready to have a child now that doesn't really happen you just step into having a child and you grow you get the grace to grow into that after you've made the step you know god god wants us to step out of our comfort zone and he provides a way when we take that leap of faith kind of like indiana jones in the last crusade you step out you take the leap of faith and god's going to be there to meet you so i don't know what your thoughts are on that landing but i don't think the maturity argument holds a lot of weight 
No, I, I, I don't think so either. And it's like what you said, you're never ready. And if you're going to yeah. sit around until you're perfect, you're the perfect husband, or you're going to sit there and wait until you're the perfect wife, it's never going to happen. So right. and you, it's definitely not going to happen because in each marriage, I think there is a, there are their baseline, you know, this is what can help you to be a good husband. But to yeah. be a good husband to your specific wife, it's going to take a while to figure that out, figure out what she yeah. needs, what she needs more of, you know, what does she want from you? And, uh, you aren't going to be able to fix that. You aren't going to be able to yeah. figure that out. And, um, you so know, people try to, you know, just keep dating somebody to figure out, well, maybe I can just be the better person that they need me to be. But it's like, okay, then just get married and do that anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. There's a different issue for people that want to eternally date. Um, and again, something I would say here, guys, is uh, a lot of times on this show, when I talk about the benefits of getting married young, people imagine young people in their lives who are clearly not ready to be married. And they act like I'm crazy because I'm promoting young marriage when they know people who are very mature. And uh, what I'm, I'm not saying that all young people today are ready to get married at a young age. I'm saying that you need to be doing the work on yourself when you are very young, from a childhood to your preteen years. You need to be doing the work on yourself to be a healthy spouse so that when you reach the season of physical maturity, when you reach the, the age of legal marriage, 18 years old, in most states anyway, that you are ready to enter a marriage. And if you need, would like to enter a marriage, then you can so do so, and that's the best road for you because marriage is the healthier road for the vast majority of young people. So I'm right. not saying all people are ready for marriage when they're young. That's not what this show is arguing. I'm trying to get them to be. I'm trying to get people, yeah. young people, to be ready for marriage by the time they reach the age of maturity. Yeah, the goal the goal is not to force people into getting married young. The goal is to set up a baseline of understanding for everyone that th it is a better option. So let's prepare. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah, just say, exactly. hey, guys, we should all just go run a marathon right now. It would be really good for us if we ran a marathon. We aren't telling you that we want to do it now, in, like right now. We're mm -hmm. saying we should train. Get ourselves yeah. prepared, yeah. get the people that are going to be with us prepared, and then we can do what we want to do that will be good for us. 100%. Young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. Like Landon said, you don't just get up and run a marathon. You train, you pursue the goal of being able to run a marathon. That's exactly what we'd like to do on this show. So let's move on and see some more that he says, though. I mean, like, for example, my grandpa, when he was, like, I think 19 years old, he was already fly, 19, 20 years old. He was already flying yeah. a plane deliberately into thunderstorms yeah. over Asia during World War II to avoid Japanese aircraft. I mean, flying behind enemy lines and dropping. I mean, dude's 20 years old. Responsibility, I mean, you know yeah. what I was doing? I was trying 20. I was like playing ultimate Frisbee in college with yeah. my friends. And that guy's 20, and he's already in the World War. They grew up a lot faster yeah. than we did. And so in his generation, Guys knew what to be afraid of, right? Guys were afraid of like landmines and like bombs and things like that. In our day and age, we're like afraid of asking girls out. And when those guys got home from the war, man, they were asking women out. I know one girl lived back then. She was a grandma. She wrote me a letter and she dated in the 1940s. And she said she dated for five years and in a span of five years was given 10 marriage proposals from different <laughs> men in five years wow. and that tells you what kind of quality of guys were back then they weren't afraid of starting up marriages and families now nowadays you've got guys who are literally 32 so years true. old and they're still living in their mom's That's basement true. playing call of duty okay you know we're just <laughs> growing up way too slowly 
Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. And so, well, why, why is it all the divorce rate? Well, one reason also is because the part of your brain that's in charge oh, here we go. of critical here we thinking, go. Prefrontal cortex development risks argument. and consequences, it forecasts future outcomes of current behaviors is called your dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex. It's right around here. here. So if you're in for a teenager, it's completely underdeveloped. So if your parents ever said to you, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> That's actually the part of brain you don't have right now. If you can get back at them for that. But it's half-baked. It's totally underdeveloped. In fact, I saw this a little while ago. I was at the San Diego airport, and I look at the guy next to me, the baggage claim, and he's got shorts on, and he's got, I notice, on his left leg, on his calf, a massive tattoo of Homer Simpson the cartoon character in his underwear holding a can of Duff beer. You know, I kind of chuckled. Then I look over, I'm like, oh my. And he's got Maggie, he's got Bart, he's got Lisa, he's got Abu. Like he had the entire cast of the Simpsons cartoon show permanently tattooed on his body. And you know what he's thinking, getting that thing buzzed into the tattoo part. Like, uh, my friends are going to think I'm really funny. But like, dude, you're not thinking like one day you're going to be 35 years old and you're going to be at a picnic for work. Your vice president is going to see Homer in his underwear tattooed on your leg or a nice Homer tattoo. He couldn't see into the future. And so this is why like rental car companies won't let any of you guys get near their <laughs> rental cars because they know who's making dumb decisions behind the wheel because the brain isn't fully matured until you're in your mid 20s. Okay, well, here's what I'd say here, man. I'm just going to pause him right here and say, I've heard that argument so many times. Your brain's not even developed till you're 25. Why would you get married? It's such a big life decision, right? You can't get married before you can make decisions, right? That's not a smart idea. Well, here's my response to that. Um, it, it goes back to the ready thing. When are you ever ready to get married? If you start drawing lines about when you're ready or not ready to get married, you're going to push it further and further and further back because there's always more money you need. There's always more development you need. Your brain doesn't stop developing when you're 25. Okay. It's always constantly developing after that. At what point do you say, Hey, I've grown enough to actually enter a marriage? That's not a, that's not a great way to do it. What you need to realize is ask yourself the question, would I rather develop with my partner or alone? Would I rather bind my life to somebody early before my life has solidified so that binding my life to somebody is actually making one new life instead of trying to smash two already developed lives together? Would I rather do that or would I rather wait until you know, I'm 40, 50 years old and I still need things that I think I need before marriage, but I, I'm starting to realize, hey, I'm running out of time. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to consider this, guys. If you wait to get married until the age of 40, 50, um, you've missed out on 20 years 
that you could have had with your spouse, learning how to work through problems together, sharing life moments together, uh, enjoying those years before you have children. I mean, there anything, do whatever you want. You're binding your life with your partner. I mean, you've missed out on that. And suddenly you've spent these years doing what you think is personal development. But what it really is, is it's a postponing of a life calling that God has given you. Landon, what are your thoughts on that? I find it so ironic that he he just told us a story about his, uh, you know, grandfather or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that was in, in the war and you know, he, he comes back and he's doing all these great things. You just told me he was 20. Like, yeah. And you just told me he grew up faster than we do. So is it an yeah. ever changing statistic that it's 25? Is it only yeah. 25 for our generation? It, exactly. I mean, it really is just silly to think about that stuff. And so true. if you think that every 25 year old man and woman is fully developed mentally and knows everything that they believe and, and they are just fully set on what they believe, then you're, you're wrong. And you're to wrong. Think yeah. that, to think that, oh, well, you can only get married if you know everything, if you are fully developed, if you can make all the right decisions, that's yeah. never going to happen. Right. We're yeah. in a fallen world. And, and so it's kind of sad to see this because this guy, you know, he's a, he said he was a Catholic author um, you know, and so he should know better than anyone that we are in a fallen world. People make mistakes. You're never going to be developed to the point where you don't make mistakes. And yeah. to think that, oh, well, you just have to wait. You're 19. We'll wait six years and then you'll get married and you'll make the right yeah. decision on who to marry. I mean, yeah. I know people who have gotten remarried in their fifties and still picked yeah. awful people. So, so true. It's not. It's not like it just magically something connects in your brain or this prefrontal cortex grows all of a sudden when you're 25. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen that way. And to yeah. lie and you know he may just be. I don't want to say lie. He may just be misunderstanding. You know things that he thinks he has studied, but to sit there and tell people, oh well. Just wait, wait these few years and then you'll be good. I, I just think it's disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's actually, I don't even think he's, I think this guy's very well researched, but I think he's heard that and just repeated it. And because that's what I've used that quote before out of humor, like, oh, your brain's not fully developed. That's why you just right. did a nosedive off the, off the sidewalk, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. But he's just, re he's just heard that. And so he's repeating it as an argument to not get married young because it's, it goes in line with what his worldview is. He thinks you should get married young. So he's going to say, he's going to use that as a reason, even if it doesn't make any sense by his own admission. His grandfather would have been driving into storms over Japanese lines before his brain was fully developed because he said his, mm -hmm. his grandfather was 20 years old, but he was uh, doing that. You think that's a good idea to get in a plane and fly into enemy lines without the ability to make good decisions? It just doesn't make sense as a good argument, right? It just doesn't make sense. You're totally capable of developing and being a good decision maker at a young age, and you're totally capable of being a bad decision maker at an older age. So that argument doesn't hold any weight. Let's move on. All right, guys, and that is where we gonna we are gonna wrap up this episode. The video is not finished, but you can catch the our review to the next half of the video in next week's episode. Landon and I are gonna finish up our review of this video in the next episode. So if you guys are interested in finishing this interview, you can catch that in the next episode. Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. I hope you come back and listen to it. If you've enjoyed the content that you heard today, reach out and let us know through the link in the show notes. You can send us a personalized audio voice message thanking us, giving us a comment or question 
question, telling us what you thought of the video, etc. We love hearing those messages. It makes us feel super connected to our audience, and it also makes the podcasting system two-way. Uh, Landon and I do not like to just be the only ones talking. We like to hear back from you guys as well, so be sure to reach out and let us know what you thought of the content. Give us your opinion, etc. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast as well as Landon and myself on Facebook and Instagram if you're interested in seeing the content we post there. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.